Philippines have a long way to go in um, unshackling their public administration from church influence. It will be a big event and it will be an important event and we are committed to, to putting it on. And that's just the start of what's available on the Atheist Oz podcast. I'm your host, Carly Sturgis. Welcome to episode five of the Atheist Oz podcast. This is a special episode. It is a full-length interview with Michael Boyd. He happens to be the president of the Atheist Foundation of Australia. He has recently returned from the Philippine Atheist and Agnostic Society conference, which happened over in Manila. And he has plenty to tell us, not only about the event that he attended, but what is happening in the future of the Atheist Foundation of Australia. Michael, what got you started in atheism and were you always an atheist? No, I wasn't. Um, I went to a Christian Brothers high school. Uh Um, I think they're they're the greatest institution in the country for creating atheists, actually. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My experience there was not, uh, didn't encourage me to, uh, to, to accept most of the sort of religious nonsense I was being fed by my Christian Brothers teachers. I guess I left school as a an atheist, really. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I really went to church pretty much from about sort of year 10 or so, I suppose. <laughs> my parents and quite a, a, a lot of my family are quite uh, strong Catholics. But, um, yeah, I just um, couldn't really accept what I was being told at school and it seemed very inconsistent and, yeah, cruel at times as well. I mean, that was another thing about the school I went to. There was a lot of... A lot of mindless cruelty on the part of the uh, Christian brothers, which didn't seem to st- sit very well with the, you know, the Christian message about love and forgiveness and care for the underprivileged. So it was all a, a little bit um, contradictory for me. So I gave it up happily. <laughs> I, I joined the AFA about ten years ago. Um, I think I was just searching at something on the internet and picked up a media release that the AFA had put out, and I really agreed with it. I can't even remember now what it was was about, but um, it made me think, yeah, this sounds like a good organisation to to join and support. So I did. And um, yeah, just I was sort of the last man standing when um, um, David and Lee resigned from their position. So I ended up becoming the president of the AFA. And it's been great. It's been a really good experience for me. I've got a fantastic uh, team of uh, people on the board of the community of management that uh, just works really well together. We've we've done a lot of things in the last 12 months or so. Um, we have, yeah. We had uh, Richard Dawkins in Australia for a tour of, um, I think he went to Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and that was very successful. I mean, we virtually had sold out audiences in, in all the venues. Um, it was great to have him here and um, catch up with Richard and to be able to present him to... Um, capacity audiences around the country and then we we also had the unholy trinity out a couple of months ago and they were fantastic three really intelligent smart guys who've got a lot to say about uh, the absurdity of religious belief and the absurdity of um religious believers as well um you know that they're, they're from the states and of course uh the story over there is incredibly comic when you think about it the sort of Debates that that happen in the in in the states about religion and politics, the sort it, of mad mad right wing over there. 
it's it's strangely contradictory. I mean, here we have them all celebrating gay marriage, and yet we still have people fighting for certain secular rights at the same time. It's like, okay, where where does where does the balance get achieved? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, America is a contradiction. Um, you know, the wealthiest country in the world, but but probably the sort of um, the economy where where there's such a huge disparity between the the, the really wealthy and the poor, um, and it's surprising to me that the the Christian sort of message uh, gets through so so strongly over there when yeah. there are so many sort of social issues that um, you know you'd think would make people be a little bit more skeptical about about the things that they're told. Features of America of American religion is this sort of gross sort of capitalist overreach i guess uh, where, where religion is business it's uh, you know and the messages that it's, they're selling they just sort of, sort of seem to make it up as they go along really one thing i love about american um, religious uh, story is 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 the sort of recurring um uh, stories about uh, these religious leaders over there who uh, dip into sin themselves a little bit and get found out by the public and are exposed as the sort of huge hypocrites that they are. It, it's always worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly have lessons for us here in Australia in those regards. I mean, uh, yeah, we say to ourselves, if it's happening over there, it could happen over here or it is happening over here, so we've got to watch out for it. What do you think, speaking of social issues, what do you think are some good things for atheists to act upon? I mean, it's one thing to not believe in God. Um, you said yourself, you grew up to say, okay, I choose not to believe in God. When does it become something that you say, okay, I'm going to do something as well as making it something that I say about myself? Well, um, I guess my, my, my path to non-belief was partly driven by, by sort of social issues um, and it was in some respects sort of the contradictions of Catholic teaching when confronted with sort of social reality that, that was one of, the, one of the real impetuses for me to, you know, really question the whole sort of religious doctrines that I was being told and, there, and, and, and to see that, that when applied um, they had really negative sort of social effects. Um, I mean, I recently read uh, A.C. Grayling's book, um, The God Argument, which I think is a fabulous um, sort of source for atheists who are interested in issues beyond just the mere question about whether there's a God or not. Yeah, um, yeah I really like Grayling. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's a very um, concise and sensible and reasoned author. Uh, with some great ideas, and I mean, I, I've, I guess, I'd probably call myself a humanist. Mm. The essence of, of it seems to be that you can set out, say, a number of criteria by which you can live your life, um, and there is no need or basis for sort of moral teaching from a from a church or a god to enable one to have a, a completely satisfying and fruitful life. As someone who is uh, both an atheist and a social activist, you have reflected this by being someone who goes to conferences and speaks out. Uh, this year, for example, you went to the Philippines for an atheist conference. Why Why go to there? Why Asia? What's it, what's it like over there? 
Oh, it's fascinating. Um, yeah. It was a great, great trip. And I mean, I, I guess one of the one of the reasons I wanted to go there was I hadn't been to the Philippines before, and um, I love travel, so it was a good opportunity. Mm. Um, but um, it, it's a very interesting country, um, very Asian, but at the same time, it's got a very, very strong tradition of um, you know European Christianity, particularly Catholicism. Uh, as a result of the sort of Spanish, um, you know, takeover of the country in in the sort of 1500s. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit of an oddball in in Asia in the sense that it is a Catholic country right in the middle of um, of Asia. And it's interesting to see just how the effect of that has been on the Philippine people. I mean, obviously, I went to the um, what was called the Patis Conference, Patiscon, which is the conference of the um, Philippine Atheists Organization. Yeah. Um, and the day before that conference, there was also the General Assembly of the International Humanists and Ethics Union, uh, which which was being run in conjunction with the Patis Conference. So that that was a, another great event to to attend. Um, the AFA supports the IHEU, and um, you know they they are unashamedly humanists and ethicists. Um, and, and it was good to see that. Um, that slant on things being being presented um, in conjunction with the Patas conference because uh, you know the Philippines have a long way to go in um, unshackling their public administration from church influence. Yeah. Uh, um, one one of the fe- one of the things that did come up at the Patas conference was the, was the fact that for ten years uh, activists in the Philippines have been trying to get the government to pass a reproductive health bill, which amongst other things, is aimed at, um, you know, government funding for reproductive health for poorer uh, Filipino women. And that, that, that bill has been um, fought uh, non-stop by, by the Catholic Church and still hasn't passed. Wow. So one of, one of the sort of initiatives of the uh, PADAS, uh, of, of the Atheist uh, Foundation in the Philippines, has been to run free clinics for reproductive health for poor Filipino women. And uh, it's been incredibly successful. It's given them a, a really um, genuine sort of contact with uh, with people. I mean, most of the most of the uh, people who've benefited from that program would regard themselves probably as staunch Catholics, as, as most of the country are. Um, but but it's a it's it's been a, an excellent program that, that they've instituted. Um, they pay for it, um, but it highlights uh, once again how. Uh, negative the influence of the Catholic Church has been in the Philippines in the, you know, proposals to sort of make that sort of service available to poor people without charge or a reasonable cost have been have been prevented for so many years. Um, one of the other big issues in the Philippines, which is a bit of a sleeper, I think, is the, the question about um, clerical uh, sexual abuse of children. Um, it's something that's completely under the radar in the Philippines. Um, I mean, there's no reason to suspect that the scale of the problem over there isn't um, many, many times bigger than it is in Australia. And yet we've seen from our own sort of commission of inquiry that that we have a serious problem. Um, In the Philippines, not a single priest or or cleric has been convicted of um, 
child sexual abuse, which I find extraordinary. And many, many, many who have uh, either been convicted or um, excluded from parishes in other countries have come back to the Philippines and are practising and uh, as clergy openly without any any sort of interference from the church. Oh, in fact, man. the uh, the the one of the archbishops in um, the Philippines was quoted in an article I read recently over there, um, saying that they, they've. They've instituted new uh, regulations which, which will solve this problem for the Philippines. And their answer is that, that any of these complaints will be referred to Rome. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's more? all? Uh, wow. that's, uh, sorry, <laughs> we refer them to Rome. <laughs> oh. And nothing is done. It's, um, it's interesting, but, but obviously uh, there's like a code of silence in the Philippines about this issue, I think. Mm. So it definitely shows how important atheist, humanist, secularist uh, points of view are, are vital in such places and a, and a good lesson for us all, really. Yeah, I agree, Kylie. I, I, I mean, atheism is a very small movement in the Philippines and uh, atheists don't have much of a voice, but it's through um, initiatives like the, the free clinics mm. uh, and uh, there's a, the, one of the things that really impressed me with the, at the conference was the, uh, the youthful youthfulness of the delegates um you know it's it's a it's a it's a young movement in the philippines whereas um perhaps in australia you know atheists are probably not 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 quite such a young movement yeah. not so many young people who are sort of uh dedicated to the atheist cause and i think that's probably because we're we're such a laid-back sort of country and uh, you know, although we we complain um, often and loudly when we can, um, religion doesn't occupy the same sort of large space in public consciousness in Australia as it does in the Philippines. Mm. Yeah, we've got to make sure that it's maintained. Now, uh, finally, what's the AFA focused on for the near future? There's been a few press releases. Uh, any truth to the rumours of another global atheist convention? This is something I get asked about all the time, so I may as well ask it. What's going to yes. be happening? <laughs> Uh, Global Atheist Convention, um, it's, it's probably the top of our list, really, at the moment. We need to fix a, a, a date. We need to um, see if we can organise some financing from one of the state governments who, who I think would support that sort of convention because of the numbers of people that it would bring to one of the capital cities. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're fully committed to, to doing it again. Um, it is a huge effort for us because we are a, a volunteer organisation, so all of the uh, energy and effort involved in doing it is from volunteers. But it, it, it's, it's a, it's a big, it, it will be a big event and it will be an important event and we are committed to, to putting it on. Yeah. Um, I, I did speak with Robin Ince when he was here about some possible speakers and Robin's got a, a long list of people he'd like to see out here. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're we're sort of shaping things up for a, a, a global atheist convention, um, possibly next year, although maybe early in two thousand seventeen. Wow, wow, something to to look forward to. And of course, we uh, the AFA continue to put out uh, press releases and all sorts of issues. We've got ones about um, gay rights. Yeah, we've been fairly busy lately with, with media releases. I think there might be another one going out tomorrow as well about the uh, the Catholic Church sort of threatening um, businesses with uh, a reduction in trade if they don't sort of toe the line. <laughs> it's very silly, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for talking to us uh, for the podcast, Michael Boyd. 
Thanks, Kylie. It's great to speak to you. Atheist Oz podcast episodes are under the Free Commons license. You're free to distribute unedited versions of episodes for non-commercial purposes. If you want to edit the episodes, please contact us. The views are not necessarily representative of the Atheist Foundation of Australia, its affiliates, sponsors or advertisers. Continue the conversation with atheists, the like-minded and the not-so-like-minded at AFA Forums, found at atheistfoundation.org.au forward slash forums, or tweet us at twitter.com forward slash atheistoz. Contact the show at atheistozpodcast at gmail.com.